Please do, do your job. <laughs> he knows what his job is. <laughs> right, so, so chapter Yudalov. And what has happened is that, that in order to, ex- to explain what we're doing here, let's go back for just a, for a moment <coughs> to, I think it was chapter Zion. Hold on just one second. Um, yeah, chapter, let's go back to chapter Zion just for a moment. So the first thing I had to do was to make Yushalayim safe. And very made sure the base of was functioning with the Vitavis, and he and he gave certain commands about how about opening up the gates, don't make sure don't open the gates too wide because people can come in. That was Posik base of Gimel. And then he says it was a big, it's, it's big. There's only a few people inside it. Then bottom Benoyim, the houses weren't built. Yeah, it was after all, during this period of time, the 70 years, everything, it had been chowed by Nebuchadnezzar, and since that time nobody had rebuilt it. So everything we just had, um, was it dilap- more or less than dilapidated. It's only dilapidated at the very least, least but it probably destroyed. And then it talks in Posse, hey, that he gave, he had an idea, and he got everybody together, and then he found the safer, the safer. And according to Rashi, all this, until this moment, is all in the safer. So this safer that he found, when you call it a safer, it just means a, a scroll, and this scroll mentioned the names of all the people, and he then proceeded to tell us various other things according to Rashi, which was done originally when they first came up. Yeah, according to this, all these events of the people doing tshuva and doing the sukkahs and the young Gunnar and all the and this all this uh, agreement that everybody was now going to behave themselves and they're signing it. All of this occurred right from the very beginning when they came up under Zubabel, and that was all in the sefer. But really, what what he's concerned about is only the very first tickle, which was the the names of the people. Sefer Hayachas, or Oilem, yeah, the names of the people. Because that was, he's, what he's going to do now is to make a decree that one in ten of the people of Eretz Yisrael have to live inside Yerushalayim to build up the city. Because otherwise, I mean, you, you just won't, you, you need to have a, uh, in order that the, the base on meters can cope with anything else, you need populace. And also for its defence, in case people come to attack, you need, you used to have a standing army, everybody would be brought in, well you need people to be brought in. So he wants people to be living in Yerushalayim, he's going to tax one in ten. So in order to do that, he needs to know what are the families, that's how we said it, and then we said he updated it, to deal with the fact that some people were born and had gone back to Yerushalayim, from the original Sefer which calculations which had at an earlier moment in time, yeah, so he, he recalculated some of the calculations, and that enables him to do the tax. According to the Ralbag, that's not quite right, that's not right. Although he had this idea he's got to build up the city, he diverts himself on all the things which we've had in these chapters. So he was the one who organized this 
this tshuva and everybody making this covenant and everything else and those occurred before he goes around taxing people he wants to get people in the right mood and do tshuva and everything else and now he says oh, uh, by the way uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be taxed so that's what happened. that's where we are now the leaders the princes they would live in Yushalayim there's no problem for them they're not going to work on the land anyway so they don't have to be in the farms other people will be working. It'll be their farm. Their land will be rented out. The system which they used in those days was a system which can hardly work very, so easily in England, which is based because it's based upon trust. That is, the worker would be working on the land, and he would get a certain percentage of the crops and give to the balabos, the owner of the land, a certain amount. So it's it's a turnover. It's not even a turnover. It's a it's an income based produce-based system. And that relies upon the fact that you you trust the other person to be honest as to how much he got in, yeah? So that's why I mean, you can only do it in... in um, that's why the normal system, of course, in, in Europe is, or America's, is a fixed rent irrespective of whether the produce comes or not, or the, or the shop works or doesn't, or the factory, which is really, in a way, makes it very difficult. This way, the owner is also a partner in the success of the venture, but for that you need to have a way of actually checking what the turnover is or what the profits are, which is sometimes difficult. And Arnold Cain used to tell me how the early days of purchase tax, um, somehow where people were being taxed on the normal, you know, however much, when you sold it, a certain percentage on the sales was already had yeah. to be given over to the government, not the original um, VAT system which we've got now. And uh, he described somehow the, some of the things that were done to reduce the <laughs> some, some people, well, well, I remember this purchase of a 60%, 6-0. Purchase tax was 60%. Well, a lot of people would be avoiding it, and wouldn't they? And it They'd be avoiding it by one means or another. But that's tax. I so call it probably... You, what? So you... Yeah, I'm sure the going and the Indians didn't do it, and the going and I don't know. Eh, the going were also doing it. No, I don't like it. So I can't pop on it. This, 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 the system did, in the time of Chazal, did work. I mean, we see that's the method still used in the Gemara. They're still taking for granted that is the method, and it's based therefore upon Elakai. It's very interesting to think that of, you know, you wouldn't try, you wouldn't try it even now. But it's based upon trusting the other person. Okay, so the rich people, leaders at least, were in Yerushalayim. And other spirits would be working on the land and giving them their produce so they could live in, in the Reicher fence so they could have a nice house near to the base of Mikdosh, etc., etc. But the problem is, for Shoham, well, there won't be enough people. For Shoham, we have to make a um, lottery. Lahavi, Echol, Minasor, Shabbat one in ten has got to live in Yushalayim. Here are Kodesh. The Seisha, Hayodos, but nine, nine, nine percent, nine, tenths would stay in the, in the fields. And that would, of course, mean that the one, one person should I don't know what he'd be doing. Maybe you can give him another fach, like he'd be a cobbler or whatever. But other than that, he's going to have to be supported and learn Torah. Yeah. And it means that the people outside are going to be working for him because it's, it's an agricultural society. You've lost one in tenth of your workers and it has to be fed, notwithstanding that. And they gave a bracha to the, the, the whole of the people, gave a bracha to those people who were volunteered, who vol- <laughs> I, should, I should say that, who volunteered to live in Yushalayim. When I first read this, I was thinking, that means the old English system in the army, oh, you are volunteered. 
<laughs> it sounds that way, but uh, Rashi wants to do they the kind of fault to live in Jerusalem. Say what? Do they the kind of fault to live in Jerusalem? Well, I think that's true as well. There, the very fact and that they had to be asked to live there. Yeah, well, the very fact that the people have to be volunteered to do it, um, I get a I get a bracha for for doing it, and they need to go so Obviously, people don't want to do it. Um, it's because the uh, it's obviously unpleasant to be enshrined. If you've got this dilapidated house and you are not one of the yashirim, you're going to have to work some yourself to sort of rebuild it, and then uh, you know, it, it, as Chazal says, and learn it from take it from here. That life in a city, even if you're being supported, is not as nice sometimes for some people as out in the fields. You know, you get more air. If it's close cramped conditions, they didn't, don't forget, they didn't used to go very high, but instead the houses were right close to each other. So Gamora says that, there's a, there's in a town. In a town the houses are one next to each other, so there's not the air, and there's also, there's noise, and there's dirt, pollu- air pollution, <laughs> I mean, it, it's smog, what? There's a cars in those houses. They did have cars, but they did have smog, probably from, from the, for the wood fire which they were, were burning. And um, don't forget the Ibn Ezra was before the time of the car. And when he came to London, he said, now he understands what Cheshire on Mitzrayim was when he saw the, the English fog. I mean, I remember. I mean, I'm sure you remember in your youth in the, what it was like in the, in the, in the great smogs. Sorry? The people, meaning everybody. Everybody gave a bocha. What? They gave a cholesterol to Rocha. I mean, I can imagine that somebody stood up on the, on the, on the, everybody, the many people you could get together, and so, because we've often had this one person giving a brocha, a drosha to everybody, so it'd be Ezra or Nehemiah or whatever, and said, some sort of great brocha to those people who were going to Shalai, and everybody, Amen, you know, they gave him a brocha, that's all it, that's all it means. But we learn Takala Halacha from here, that life in a city can often be inconvenient. And of course, it depends who you are. If you're a very rich person, you have this great big house in the city, you can afford it, and maybe, with big grounds and everything else, it's fine. And therefore we take a learn from Mr. Halacha that there's somebody who's Makadish, a woman, and he's living in a village, and she's living in a village, he cannot then say to her, right, we're now living in a town. Because she's entitled to say, this is a change in, in my lifestyle. Yishalayim may be different, even that, for a city. But on the, on the other, but on the other hand, there makes their benefits the other way around. And if, 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 if the Kedushi was in the city, he can't force her to go into a village. You know, there are Sotkosov, more foods are available, things, you know, they've got craftsmen around. Uh, so they're miles of concern, but they, they originally in those days it was, it was, in this particular time, it was even more of a problem. But as I said, I understood it originally as they were volunteered and they got a bracha. But Rashi doesn't like that. Um, I think it's Rashi. Uh, where's Rashi here? It's Rashi. To soil, Yeshu He's pointing out that the people coming in, they will therefore be part of the military, the army or military, military who will who will defend the city if there's an attack. So they're inside. Shebiyaswa will stay in the fields. Hamisnavim Ashen Nitvo Ruchom Oisom Lios Yushalayim Lishma Hoir Minoidim. So I, I, the way I understand Rashi is it's referring back to the, the, either the Sore Ho'om or other people who volunteered. In other words, we had two groups of people. One who were, who actually were volunteered and did get a bracha. They were through the Goyrolas. But we also got a number of people who did volunteer, either because they were rich or stunned. They decided, ah, I want to live in Yushalayim. 
Nitzel Beis Hamikdash or whatever, and these were the people who misnaved him, and therefore he got a block. For Eile Roshay HaMedino Asher Yoshu Yishalayim Ubara Yehuda Sorry, Posa Gimel. For Eile again we have for Eile Roshay HaMedino. These are the leaders. We're only going to mention these the more important people. I'm afraid we got another list. Which um, what can I do? I mean, we, we could sort of skip <laughs> and get to the next story, which is making the the walls of be Makadish Yerushalayim. But uh, I think well, it shouldn't take us too long to, when we talked to, we just listed I, I've got something interesting about the Agdoma Ve'ele Roshia Medina Shayosh Yushalayim these are the leaders who lived in Yushalayim now here to make sense of it you've got to give, put it like a bracket the, these are the people in Yushalayim bracket Uba'are Yehuda Yoshu Ishba Huzosai but in the cities of Yehuda everybody would live in their Achuza Bo'arehem Yisrael I'll come back to in a moment. etc., etc. In other words, it, this is one of these psukim where you've got a sort of paragraph or something sort of gone off to talk about something else in the middle. So, really, the Eile Roshi Hamadina, relates then to Posit Dalad. Who are they? But in the meantime, he's told us something else. There are other ways of learning it, but this is probably the easiest. And, and, but let's take the middle words. Yehuda, but in the cities, I shouldn't say Ore, there'll be the towns, the villages. Yoshu Ishma Huzosai. So people as this came back. The people of Yehuda actually came back to their original ancestral village. They knew that they used to live here. And they said, this is my land. And they one came back to Ona. They could do it in Yehuda, but it seems as if this was free of Shemroinim. And therefore they could come there and say, right, this used to be my Zayda's land. It's now empty, or they booted out the Shemronim, or only a few, and now we can take it over. But when it came to some of the other Yidn who came back from other Shvotim, there's only a few of them, and it's a big land there, it's soil, and therefore they would not be able to go back to Chuzosim. They've got to try to find some, some land somewhere or, or live in Yushalayim. So, so, Ola Yehuda Yoshua Ishma Chuzosai, Borehem, and that contained Yisrael, Hakeonim, Vahalvim, Vahalasinim, yeah? I'll come to this in a moment. So in other words, there were many people, not everybody who was a Koyan or a Levi lived in Yerushalayim. Even the Koyanim who didn't normally work in the land, many of them didn't, for whatever reason, live in Yerushalayim. Similarly, the, 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 many Levim, well, I understand that, they have to go and get their mice, don't they? But there were some who were going to live in Yerushalayim, and some not. And similarly, some of the Nasinim, although we're going to see some of the Nasinim were in Yushalayim. Remember the Nasinim were the ones who, um, who, who persuaded Yahushua that they were coming from a faraway land, and they, they were called Nasinim because they were handed over for the Avodah space Amigdosh. Well, obviously, some of these now, we're going to discover, did actually uh, go back to Yushalayim and work in the base Amigdosh. But others, <laughs> you know, we don't have to anymore. So they, they, although they'd be given over, they refused to be given over. They went, they found some other place to live. So those were the Nasinim. Uvenei Avdei Shlomoi. The Avdei Shlomoi was at the time when Shlomoi was the, 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 the Malchus of Shlomoi, when there was a vast amount of wealth in Eretz soil. As the Posik says that the uh, gold and silver were like nothing in the time of Shlomo, there was enormous wealth. So many Goyim who had trouble in their country wanted to be refugees. 
and wanted to em- emigrate to Eretz Yisrael. These are psukim in, in Dirayomim and in, and in Malachim of it. So they came along to Shlomo and they wanted to come into Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, they, this is where they get food. Otherwise they'd be starving out there in Syria or whatever, where they now, well, obviously Syria was taken over, <laughs> but some other place where they'd be starving or whatever, or maltreated. So Shlomo said, okay, if you make yourself avodim, if you're prepared to work, because he had great big building work he wanted to do. He had to build a base of Mikdosh. He had to build cities, a fortress, fortresses or whatever. So he, he made them a volume, so they're not properly yet. We, we had them right at the beginning, as we, I'm just reminding you. So these are people who, he, he, of course, he forced them to become a volume, in the sense that they were, uh, they uh, had to agree they're going to keep the Sheva Mitzvah and therefore they've got indeed now more than that. They now have the Din of an Eved Kanani. Yeah? They have the din of Eretz Yisrael, but they called Avdishlam. Ubishalayim, Pozadala, Yoshru Mibnei Yehuda, Umibnei Binyomin, and Yushalayim was living there. The people of Yehuda and Binyomin, and then he's going to mention who they are. But let's just do Rashi until here before I start tarshaning. Um, Ve'ere Roshe Hamadina Ashe Yoshru Shalayim. Says Rashi says what I said. Who Shenema Basamov Rishalayim Yoshu Bnei Yehuda Vegoma. You know, that it's really it's, it's sort of started off on an idea and then verged off to say the rest the, in, in the cities. You, I shouldn't say cities. Keep on saying cities. It's not cities. It's, it's towns and the villages were living all these other people. It doesn't seem to be any city apart from Rishalayim. Now. There is a problem. A problem. There's an issue. Every time I say to my wife, "We've got a problem," she says, "It's a challenge." It's a challenge. There's another phrase. It's a challenge. Maybe. Can I just? Uh, many of you have got Divayomin in, in the back, but even if you haven't, it might still be easy to. I give you. Oh, look. Let's just see if I've done enough. Test. The chapter test. This is just a quintal. So, if we run out, we'll have to uh, ask those who've got. Does anyone else? Know, have, anyone else haven't got? Got? Oh, yeah. right, right, good. So this is the point. Is in, this list we're going to get here of the people is going to be the same? Sorry, I'm not saying is parallels a list in Divayomin. It's rather surprising that Divayomin, which was composed by Ezra, contains a record of things which happened after we go back to Eretz Yisrael. Remember, Ezra either compiled, or at least he edited it. So he's still, it's either he wrote this, and he's still around, when when this is happening in the time of Nehemiah. We're not sure what's happening to Ezra. He sort of pops up every now and then, if that's the right way of describing it, and then we don't seem to see him anymore, yeah? And then he comes up again. So either it's written by Ezra himself, or... It's for somebody else who's added something into Divah Yomim after the time of Ezra. I mean, after all, in the Gemara itself, we have some things which are added by the Ge'inim and put into the Gemara, mm. some of the text. So uh, it, it could be. So here we've got a record here in, 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 in Divah Yomim of the people who were in Yushalayim. And, and obviously it, it must have been volunteering. Were they the volunteers? Probably. Maybe they were the one in ten. But they're going to be the important people, so they're more likely to be the people who have volunteered themselves. But um, as is the wants, they, he's going to give the full genealogy of these people 
you know, he wants to praise them highly for doing it. That's why they got a bracha for agreeing to come to Yerushalayim, and therefore he wants to mention who they are. Miyachas them all the way back. There's a klal in Nach, which which more makes that whenever you mention somebody Latoiv and you discover a, a list of his ancestors, they're also all tzaddikim, like him. If, on the other hand, you find some as a blighter, Russia, then, then, you, then the ones listed are also have at least some sort of defect. So all of these are going to be here mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a Mayuchas, and Zaydas, and Alta Zayda. Oh, yeah, 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 that sort of, that sort of thing. It's like you get to Chastas and they sort of, sort of, uh, be Mayuchas, be Mayuchas all the, all, all the way back. You have to be, can I, sorry, divert, I, I read this really naughty, but I, I, I will do it. You have to be careful on this. There was, there, you know, Noach Schwartz is somebody often does this. The Chasna, you will list the uh, the, and the genealogy of somebody. You know who is the son of this one, so that one. So in one particular Chasna, he mentioned a certain person among his, his yichus was comes from I know I know some I know some great yichus. So fine. So, so later on, and um, yeah, fine. And then, unfortunately, the the, uh, the Zayda or whatever died. Well, the Zaydas of the Chosen died. So now, since it's been announced that he's an amical of so-and-so, on the Matseva, they duly wrote, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, is miyuchas to so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so, yeah, based upon just Nerschwartz's drosha. This is really true. The really a master's based on Nerschwartz's master. So what happened, what happened next was, so what happened next was, that somebody came from, came to, you know, somebody from America or whatever came from, one of the Anikov came home and said, I don't remember, who has said we, he come from? I've never heard this before. Since when did we come from? That's very nice. I'm delighted, but who said so? So he said, well, <laughs> So he goes to Nerdsports and he said, so how, how do you get it? I mean, so he said, well, he said, I've got this safe of Yichus, some sort of safe of Yichus. And it says that a particular sort of, it would be the Zayda, whatever, somehow I would work today. And he was an anical of, don't know that, never heard this before. So Noah Schwartz goes to speak to the Machab, he said, I had to save, he spoke to the Machab of that Saver, and he said, and they said, well, we, I relied upon you to say it over, and it's in, you relied upon me? Are you Meshuggah? <laughs> I only wrote what I, what I heard, and what I thought I heard, it may be wrong. <laughs> So there's no jokes. They went to River Holland. What do they do? It's now written on the Matseva. He's an angel, so and so. And Efshe is nished. Or probably is nished. <laughs> and he said, you have to redo the Matseva. Oh, redo the Matseva. Yeah. So, you know, so therefore, so therefore, a couple, here we, here we have an Ebersticker Yichus. Anyway, a couple, you've got this record here in Chronicles. And we've got it here in Nehemiah. But the problem is, it's not quite the same. It's fine, clearly in the same order. But then you have a lot more here than there, or sometimes less than there. So it's worse than the original. Remember, we've already had a previous case where we had two records, but and th- but that we were able to frame for because it was basically the same, just a few more later names people added on. The numbers got a bit more or less, and we had a Hesba. Do we say this was uh, this was already written? Particularly if you say it's written much later. So that is written much later. You want to update it. Because Nehemiah wants to update it to know what the current people around that he can tax them one in ten. That was the most 
reasonable answer. So obviously if the figure, the numbers had gone down, because people had gone back to the soil once they discovered, they came up with Zubabel, discovered it was a uh, solace and they went back, so there's less people around. And now some other people would come later on. It was a time uh, people had children. So therefore he went by the, he updated either this record itself was updated, or he updated it on the spot. One way or another we framed why those two were different. This is far more different, but still is following the same system. So what's going on? Now the only <coughs> shot I can give is a shot of the Malbim. But we'll have to see. I, I think it's maybe worth seeing whether it works. Um, I'm not entirely sure it works. <laughs> what he wants to say is we have had a principle going back to something else which is one of my hobby horses that you have Dive Hayomim which gives you in the early, in the historical part, goes through Malachim. Divayom starts with Odom and Shames, Chase and whatever, and then when it gets to, after it gets to Shaul, being killed in battle, it then gives a historical account. Absolutely historical, all the way through Shloim, all through Shemuel, David, Gendom, and then the Malchai Yehuda, all the way through to the Chorba Abayas, and, and his, as we said many times, it only and solely deals with the Malchai Yehuda, and ignores everything which is happening in in, in Melchor Yisrael, unless it involves an issue, they're having a fight together against each other, or together, whatever has happened, that he mentions, but he leaves out Eliyahu, he leaves out Eliyahu, he leaves out Elisha, we're not interested in that. And then you get Malochim, and Malochim, or, and you've got Shmuel as well, you've got Shmuel and Malochim, which is telling you all about, um, which is all telling you about the, the, uh, another record of events, which is telling you about people like Eliyahu and, and, uh, and Elisha, and the question is, what, how do these two records interrelate? Now, the Malbim's approach, following earlier people, as I've told me, said many times, is that the fundamental Sefer was, was Malachim. There's Malachim, it's telling you about. After all, it's, it's dealing, Malachim is part of Nevi'im. So we're concentrating on the Nevi'im, the great people, and Yohu, and Elisha, and it gives, therefore, the historical events that way. And then later on, there's Ezra who's thinking, well, you know, there's some interesting things happened in Malcha Yehuda, so he gives us chronicles and he wrote down that. That is the, the Pshat of Mabis, but it goes back to the Ralbag and earlier people. And you know I've got this funny idea of mine, that it's the other way around. The Diva Hayomim was always, there always was a record being kept. It may be, uh, uh, um, as I want, uh, shortened or whatever, so what I want to, summary. Well, abridged as well, yeah, abridged as time goes on, because you know, we all talk about the, 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 the records of the kings. You don't want so much, you just take an abridged form. But eventually, and all that Ezra did was to edit it. And he finalized it, unless we've got this little addition here. But it, it, it basically, he's, he's an editor. And therefore, I'm suggesting that the basic safer was Dira Hayomim, and Malochim is, is the added on. And, and, that, and that makes, to my mind, very good sense, because Divya Yomim is only, as I said, dealing with Malcha Yehuda, and therefore Yirmiya, who was the one who wrote Malachim, is thinking, well, what about Yahu? What about Elisha? We've not talked about them. So therefore, he's talking about these things in, in Malachim. The only, of course, it does mean that Divya, the Malachim, written by Yirmiya, is written by Nevur, was written by Novi. Yeah? So therefore, it's got a greater reaction reliability, or whatever the word is, than Divya which is only written by Ezra, compiled by Ezra, it's only Ksuvim, yeah? But nevertheless, it's, that was the edition. Sometimes the edition is better than the, or is more superior to, to the original thing. 
And why do I say that? It's because I do not believe and understand why anybody who's writing a history of those times, or, or even Malachim, would not talk about some of the great events which are in Diva Yomim, which are missing from Malachim. If Malachim had been the first safer, why aren't we told that Asa, for example, fought against the Kushim and had a great success, and, which is mentioned here on our Twitter, uh, um, Misha Ono the Asa. Yeah? Here's one who talked about Misha. And, did we say Misha? Don't we say that? Misha Ono the Asa. Don't we say Asa? Somewhere we mention Asa. Where we mention Asa? From the Kushim. It's not in the Mishra It's not in the Mishra But it must be someone, one of the other ones we have it. We certainly have it. We certainly have Asa from the Kushim. And Asa from the Kushim, you haven't you never have had that phrase before? You have. You have. You know, you deserve no, I'll have to find it. Alright, I'll find it. Anyway, it's Asa from the Kushim and there's Aviyom, Aviyom who had a Hatzloch Hashem. I mean, it can't be these long stories in Divayomim talking about trusting in the Kodesh Baruch and this thing happening. It just doesn't make sense that he wouldn't have written it. The Yumiya wouldn't have written it if there wasn't another record, I think. Anyway, whatever it may be. Or Yahishofot, the whole life of Yahishofot is summer in, in, in Malachim is about 12 lines. I see, there was something like that. And Yahishofot did such great things. Jira Yomin talks about it, Barichos. Why don't we know about that? We spend so much time on Achov. Not only in relation to, to, to your Elisha. I call upon whatever, however you take my Peshat, you take the Valbag's I know the Valbag is a bit more reliable than I am. But one way or another, one way or another, what we're saying is one is the main one, and the other one has added to it. So what the Malbin wants to say is, here we've got the same thing. Diva Hayomim wrote a genealogy of these people. He told us who they were. And then, and they Yichus. Comes along um, Nehemiah here, who's writing it, and whoever is writing here in Nehemiah, and he's thinking, you know, you've left out some of the Yichus. The same people, you're missing some of their Yichus. And sometimes you're not, the numbers you've given, maybe I can break it down between one family and another family. So what he's doing is adding to Divayomin. So Divayomi, therefore, will be the fundamental, and this is going to be an addition to it. We'll see if that theory works as we go through. All right? So the best way is to do the two together. So we've got Divayomi. If you've got Pozuk, Pozuk, if you look at Pozuk Gimel of, of Divayomi, you say it's got a similar, a similar phrase. Ubiyushalayim Yoshu, that very much Follows the words in Posit Dalad, Rishalayim Yoshim Mimnei Yehuda Mimnei Bin Yomin. And then it says, but then it adds something, Umim Bnei Ephraim Umanasha. There were some people yes. Ephraim Umanasha who also lived there, which is missing here, because there's no need for him to talk about that. It's already in Diva Yomim, so I don't need to, there's nothing significant that he wants to add. You could, you've got in Diva Yomim. It's like, it's like he's writing a Rashi or a Tosfos at the side, at the side of the text. So he's got nothing more to say. He says, and if I'm Menashe, it's good. It's good. Yeah? Fine. And who are these? Asoyo ben, ben Uzio, ben Zechariah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking in the Chemia, yeah? Ben Zechariah, ben Amario, ben Yeshofot, ben Mahalalel, ben Poets. Now if you look at the Yichus, in Posit Dalad, it doesn't make any sense, does it, otherwise? Because it starts off with the same person, and here it's called Asoyo and his Usai, but then all the names are different. It just can't be, because it ends up. B'nai Peretz. Yeah? So, 
what, what's going on here? So he says that that's trapped. In the in Devayomim, you mentioned is is the Yichus selecting only, of course, a few. You must have a lot more people going all the way back to Bnei Peres. And note it, please. In Devayomim, it said Ben Yehuda. So that's that's what we're saying is not just a Mister Peretz. It is the Mister Peretz. Is Peretz the son of Yehuda? As what Rashi says in Devayomim. Yeah, if you remember. Uh, that Yehuda had originally f- would have had five sons, but two of them died, and therefore he only had Peretz and Zorach, and he had one son who he didn't hand over to for the year, which is which is um, yeah. So that now if, if you look, just look for now a moment in in Divahayomin where it makes a lot more sense if you wanted to have a full record. So Usai ben Yamiud ben Omri ben Imri ben Binyamin Bonim ben Peretz ben Yehuda, and now we're saying in, in Menachemia we've added in some other good people, not good enough for originally to be mentioned, but Menachemia thinks these are also tzaddikim. We should go through the first thirty years. Even then, you clearly left, must have left out many, many people between somebody and time Menachemia. What? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's much easier. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be far more than all these people. Eight generations. It's far more than eight generations between Yehuda and, uh, and now, yes. I mean, we're talking about 410 years of the, of the second bias, plus 70 years, plus 400, um, 480 years to the building of the base Amigdosh from the time of um, the Yidden left Mitzrayim, plus the time, you know, I mean, you're, you're dealing with uh, an enormous period of time when you haven't, you can't even really have eight. So initially, these people are mentioned by Divayomim as the greatest, and, um, feels sorry for the other ones, and he, and he puts them in. So they, they are B'nai Peres Ben Yudah. Now, let's look back in Divayomim. Ben Hashiloni, Asoya, in Divayom Posek, Posek, um, hey, umina shiloni, that's the shayla, yeah, asoya habacha ubonov, and then if you look back, if you, you now look in, in Chemia, umasayo ben baro ben kol chayza ben chazor ben adavio ben yoyo ben zachario ben hashiloni. So once again, whereas Divayomi just mentions asoya, and just doesn't bother mentioning anybody else, we're given a, 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 a larger list in Nehemia. And then it says, Zorach, yeah, the third one, Yeol, he's the only one he mentions. Now, on the other hand, Melochim, uh, Nehemia doesn't bother to mention any at all of Zerach. Why? Because they've all been mentioned in Divayomi, and he can't see any reason to mention anybody else. He didn't think there's anybody else worthy of mention, so he's just left at at that point. Yeah. And now, if you look in, in again in Divayomi, it says Vachayhem Sheish Meos Petition. That means the whole lot together 690. was six hundred and ninety. Sorry, that's in Posuk Vov of Divayomi. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. So it's total total up at six hundred and ninety. Now when on the other hand you get to Nehemia, it says positive Vov, doesn't mention Zorach at all. It just says Kolbene Peretz 
היושבים בירושלים, ארבעה מאה שישים ושמונה אנשי חויל. So it gives us the numbers of parrots. So then you can take parrots, the numbers of parrots if you wanted to, 468 minus that hundred, 690. There's not very many missing. So you see that the, the bulk came from parrots, and there was a small number coming from Zerach and Shiloni. Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing the praise of the people of Paris. You can see to an extent also why the Malbim is saying what he does. It makes a lot more sense. Just look at, at, at Nehemia and see how odd it is if you don't learn like the Malbim. It started off by saying, in Pozak Dalad, then it varies off in Pozakhei. And then it goes back to parrots. Kolbene parrots. Now, now why on earth would you do that? If you want to total up the number of parrots alone, why don't you put Pozak Vov immediately after Pozak Dalad? You mentioned parrots. The whole yichus to say how many? Why do you jump on to talk about the other ones and then you go bepinets? But if we put it together with Yomi, now we can see what's going on. He's mentioning all of the different three families, the three sorry, the three sons of Yehuda, and in totaling them up. So he says, but by the way, the bnei parrots of that number in Yomi is virtually the whole lot. They are four hundred and so on. Yeah, right, good. So now we get to the next posit. So the Malbim's doing fine so far. Yeah, so far it's uh, it's doing fine. Posit Zion would do with Divayon. I suppose we saw Divayon. According to the Malbim, anyway, that's the primary source. Remember, they've been Yomim, Salu, Ben Meshulam, Ben Yahayot, Ben Yahayotaivo, Ben Hasnua. Yeah, this is probably one, that's one group of Ben Yomim. And another family, for Yivnor ben Yerechom, as a second family, for Elo ben Buzi ben Michri, as a third family, and Meshulam ben Shafatio ben Ruel ben Yivni, as a footnote, Vachayim, the Saydosom, Teshah Meas, the Chamishim, the Shishah, 956. I find it interesting that you've got so many from Binyomin. Binyomin was a, such a small shavit, Compared to Yehuda, and of course the base Hamidus was built in the fam in the yeah, in the area of Yehuda in Binyamin, so maybe they had a very strong attachment to the base Hamidus. You see what I mean? Because the whole of Yehuda only produces six hundred and ninety, whereas Binyamin is producing um, is producing nine hundred and fifty. I mean, it's it's, it's astonishing, no? No, don't find. Oh, I know, but they all they all killed in the in the massacre of. Of, of, um, of what you call it, of the, uh, of a Pelagish Begiver. So it was always thereafter a very small shavit. As, as Shaul was to say, I'm the smallest shavit. Yeah? So it's remarkable. So many, I mean, anyway, I mean, we said before, it's one of the remarkable things that Binyamin, who came from Yosef, who joined up with Yosef, I mean, yeah, came from Rachel, did not join up with Ephraim and Menashe when Ephraim and Menashe split away from Yehuda. Binyamin and Yehuda stayed together. It's only the other ones, Ephraim and Manasseh, took part in the, in the revolt of, of Rombe Navot. Obviously, they had this strong connection with the base Amitosh, because they wanted to stay with Yehuda. Anyway, but now we look back to Nehemiah, 
The Elaim Benay Binyamin, Salu, well clearly it's starting off with the same man, Salu, spelled slightly differently, Ben Meshulam, but then it just goes off. Ben Yorad, Ben Pedoyo, Ben Kuloyo, Ben Masio, Ben Asiel, Ben Yashoya, all these are new names. So that mm. suggests a little bit like the Malbin suggesting, that we are adding to the Yichus in positive Vov, sorry, positive Zion, on Mr. Salu, and we're adding a whole load, a whole load more. And the only things I'm not quite sure about, why were we told about Meshulam? Meshulam was in the other one as well, once you find, need to mention it. Then in Pozach, yes, we had a, now we've got, for Achov Gabai Saloi. That wasn't mentioned at all in, 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 um, in, uh, in, uh, in Divayomin. So obviously he wants to mention another family that came up, which was not mentioned, which, which they didn't bother to mention. Yeah. Teshameis Esimushmaina. <coughs> Slightly more. So here we got 928, and then we had 56. Now that's going to be a bit difficult, isn't it? Why have we got more people then, there, than now? And he hasn't, I don't think, he gives any explanation for that one. How can it be we've got more in one than the other? It should be, we had an explanation before, we've only counted some of them. How? Now I've got a little explanation of my own. If you look back at Divya Hayomim, Puzzat Gimel. Yes. Well, let's go back be, be before. Right. It's still back in Chapter Tes. Let's, let's read it through. Puzzat Gimel. For Chol Yisrael, Yisyachashu, Fihidon Ksuvim HaSefer Malchei Yisrael, okay. For Yehuda Hegla, the Bovel, the Malam, and they, the Yidden of Yehuda were sent up to Bovel to do their sins. For Hayoshim Horishonim, those who came back to their own their own inheritances, something like that with and then May I suggest to you that this is written a slightly earlier period of time? Nehemiah is writing it now, so maybe he's adding in some things not mentioned in this record of Yichas, but isn't it a bit later? Because the Yichas mentioned, it seems to me, that the Divayomim is talking about those who came back originally. There's no reason why he should jump, he should wait until the time of the Chemia. He's probably talking originally. And he's talking about those people who chose to live in Yushalayim. So some people were originally living in Yushalayim, and these are, so we've got a few additional people, therefore, who may be living um, here mentioned now in Nehemiah, because there's added people who added. That's my suggestion. It mucks up all the numbers, all of the, all the attempt to, to compare the numbers, because we're talking in different time frames. But that's my suggestion. Now, Posit, let's carry on. And I, I, I think perhaps, I'm not sure you're finding this very interesting. Perhaps it's good we haven't got Mr. Solomon here to say this is boring. But, I mean, I, I think I'm trying to explain the psukim, so uh, still. Um... So now we're up to Pozuk. Vov in both of them. Uh, sorry, Vov in, Vov in Divayomim. Yeah. Umina Kehanim. Yedaya, for Yehoviv. No, no, no. Pozuk Vov in Divayomim. You've done this way. Yeah? Yes, yes. We've done that. So, let me turn over this page. 
Otherwise, it was before, sorry, before we do that in Diva Yomin, there's a bit more information we've been given in, in Chemia, haven't we? It's a priyut, not Wolf. Sorry? We know no. it's a priyut. Yeah, yeah, forget what I said before, I'm, I'm changing it. Can we go back, can we go to Posic Tez, because I left it out? Because we're now given a bit more information in Nehemiah, which wasn't there in Tiveryomin. For Yoel ben Zichri Pokid Aleim. We're now told there was another chappy who was, he's the man in charge of all Yehuda. For Yehuda ben Hasnua Aloir Mishnah. And he's given, he's a number two to the man, Mr. Yoel. And he's given the particular responsibility of Aloir, that means the fortifications. So in other words, Mr. Yoel is the sort of the, uh, the chief mayor, and he's given a, his, his, his deputy is Mr. Yehuda, and he is given a particular portfolio of dealing with the supervision of the, of the walls. So now, now we're getting Posak Yud of, of Nehemiah, Umina Kehanim Yudayo ben Yehuriv Yochim. And the Posak in Diva Yomim is, Mina Kehanim Yudayo ben Yehuriv Yochim. Saying exactly the same thing. So here I think there is a bit of a problem according to Malbim, it is just going to tell us what we don't already know. We already did, we already did know this, so I'm not sure why he's saying it. Posit Yudalaf. Soroyo ben chilkyo ben... Yudalaf in Nechemia. Soroyo ben chilkyo ben meshulam ben tzorak ben muroyas ben achitov negid beis ho'elekim. Now this must be the man in Posit Yudalaf of Divayomim. Because it says, Vazario ben Chilkio ben Mishulam ben Tazak ben Moroyas ben Achitov, the Gid base Hoelakim. It's the same man, but it's slightly different. Soroya, I suppose, could be changed to Azaria. People did often have different names. We were then given, actually, a similar, similar record, aren't we? There's, 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 there's no, there's no difference in the names. So why did we have to be told that, according to the Malbim? And I think that only has got a problem. So I haven't got a better answer. But I can only... Reb Chaim Briska was supposed to have said, is, could I t- you learn the Gemara, and if there's a good kasha, you say over the kasha, and if you haven't got a teretz, okay, so you say the kasha. You know, very t- I often said, very often you find tasteless, ends up with the Torahian, and then there's another tasteless. <laughs> they can't spend the rest of your life worrying about this, this problem. You haven't got an answer. So he gave Mavata, uh, maybe as the Rambam says in his, in his one, his letter to his son, he says every now and then you'll find something which you don't understand. Okay, so leave it. There's a logic, there is a meaning to it. You haven't got it. Maybe in the course of time you'll find the answer. In the meantime, carry on. So I haven't got an answer to this kasha, this problem. How, wh- wh- why is it we're told exactly the same list of people in relation to this Mr. Soroya. Unless just to tell us his name was different. You had a nickname, but then you didn't have to tell the whole, the whole Mishpachology. Now what's this title of Nagid Beis Halakim? That creates a bit of a problem, because when you start looking at the Kayanim, you often find they've got exactly the same names. So Soroya Ben Chilkyo is actually mentioned with exactly the identical names who was killed by Nebuchadnezzar. They can't be him. Because he wasn't going to live in Yushalayim so much later, yeah. This is over a hundred years. So what was he doing there? So it's obviously somebody else in the family who's been given the same name, Soroya Ben who's either is an anical of that one or not. And then you'd need to know whether the Tzadok is the great Tzadok who Dovid Amelech appointed 
to be the Kohen Godel, or maybe not. So we're not really, we're not really sure. This title in the Gid Beisalikim is a peculiar one, because it doesn't say Kohen Godel. So Rashi says on that one, where are we? Um, let's see, but have we lifted any Rashi's, by the way? No. Yeah, Rashi's a Pekid. Um, he says, Mamuna. Now we find this word Mamuna mentioned in the Gemara, in, in, uh, in fact, Mishnai's of Tomit, often. Omalohem Hamamuna. Mm. There's a man called who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Now that might have been the, the official job of the Skun, Kohen Godel. He may have been, he's the one who's in charge of actually running the place. I think I've commented many times, you can't just get Kohenim turning up for one week and then be there for 26 weeks and expect them to know how to run the place. You know, you, you need permanent staff. Yeah, no. So there was certainly, the Mamuna was certainly there the whole time. We're going to come back to this idea. So the Mamuna was certainly there. And it may even be very often in, 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 in Mishnahis, there'll be somebody who talks about Ish, 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 what's it called? Ish, not Ish, Mikdosh, I've got the title. He was the one whose job it was to see if the, if the Levian was sleeping and he would give them a huck or burn their clothes. Ish, mm-hmm. ish, something, I forgot, no what. And also we have every now and then about other people who's, who's, who's coming along to start off the, uh, to, uh, to, to wake them up in the morning or whatever. So it could be that, uh, some of these names, these titles are exactly just repeating the same person. But here, the kid here means the man who is in charge generally of the base Amidrash. Okay, so he's a good man, but I don't know why we have to be told the whole story of his yichas since we've got an identical one in Divayom. Then we get to, and, and back to, back to Divayom, uh, sorry, back to Divayom. Vadoyo ben Yeroichom ben Pashko ben Milkio, Masio ben Gedio ben Yechazel ben Mushulam ben Shalil Mashi Lamus ben Ima. There's other, these are other Kohenim. Families of Kohen, as Rashi said, this, we're only dealing with the most important people who brought back their Mishmacha. Vachehem, Roshim, Lebeis, Avesom, Eleth, Shramehs, Shishim, Gibayre Chayel. He actually gives them the title. Soldiers. These Kohenim. What? Soldiers. Well, I think we're talking about the Kohenim. So I think it's probably they were. Well, I, in, they, in the time of the base of Migdash, they, the, they wouldn't be going out in the first place. I mean, they wouldn't go out to war. But I don't know about, I mean, they thought the Hashmanoim were certainly going to war and they were Kohenim. But I think here, Gibay Khan, I'm more inclined to think in terms of the work they were doing in the base of Migdash. We're saying they were doing it with Gibay Rechayel. I used to say, you know, we're talking about the Malachim as being Gibay Rechayel. So, um, Gibay Rechayel. Meleches Avedas Beiselekim. And they are in charge of doing the the base of those base alakim. That's said in Divayomim. Now we get to Malachim, uh Tinachemia. Vachem is Malacha Labayis. He's not going to break it up. There were some who did work for the building. I understand that means that they are going to be people who will make sure that the thing is organized properly. And then he mentions some other people. So it's less than that total. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we've also got in in posit in in Yedivayomim Yud base. We had a a Dayoben Yureichom, so we're now given more. The Echov Roshim Laovos Mosayim Arboim Ushnaim. The Roshay Ovos would be two hundred and forty-two. And then it mentions Vamasio Ben Yizare Ben Achazoi Ben. Shleimus ben Ima, v'achehem, and then it mentions kibayre chayol meir ve'esri mishmena v'pokin aleihem zavadiel ben hagadolim. Now, how do you make any sense of all this? I, I'm going to suggest what well, I keep on saying. I know we're, yeah, that I'm, I'm suggesting that there was, although this is my own chiddush, which I've never seen anywhere, that there was always a permanent staff of kohenim in the Beis Hamikdash, apart from the people who were coming up from Zman to Zman with the with the Mishmaris. And and one of my rises in the time of of um, of Ailey, if you remember you only had Ailey and his two sons. And what about all the rest of the Kohenim? And it seems therefore that they were that they were the people who were actually doing it. Yeah. So you have a regular staff. And if you look if you're prepared to accept that, then you get in Posak you'd base we were given um Sorry, Yudalaf, we're told, Soya bin Achim, in a mission, in a mission, is bin Achitov, the Gid Beisalakim, and his brothers, the Isai Hamalocha, the Bias. They're the permanent staff in the Bias. And it says how many were there were. And then it says, because Yud Gimel, the Echov, Roshay Loovais. Remember, the Ovais were the different families that came up every, to do the, to do the Avoid, the Beis Amigdosh. There was a base of. And there was, was, they came up in families for one week, and then they were subdivided into seven, the Boteovos. And then it mentions Mosayim, Arboim, Ushnoim. Now that's a very interesting number, because you've got 200, 242, and if you say that they were 20, 26 Mishmolas, yeah. and it's seven times 26, how many is that? Uh, Anyone here? Seven times twenty-six. Uh, hundred and eighty-two. Let you know tomorrow. What? Let you know tomorrow. Sorry. Uh, let you know tomorrow. The cabbage. Hundred and eighty-two. No. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred and eighty-two. Right. So, why do we get to? Somehow, there's a malbim. I have to look it up. There is a malbim. I forgot now. His cheshbon. He says it's to do. It's to do with this group of the ovis. Are connected to do with the coming up to the base of Migdosh. I don't remember now. No. 26 times 7 is that? 26 times 7? 182. Okay. Alright, okay. I give way. <laughs> it still works. Yeah, why? It still works. Is that your head? Yeah. <laughs> 182. Okay. I'll have to look him up. I know he gives a, he gives a cheshbon. And that, that fits in what I'm saying. These are the obvious who are coming up to do the Avedas, the, on reg, on duty as a, but they are people who won't be living in Yushalayim, and that's why they're coming up. Whereas the permanent staff are staying in Yushalayim, and these other people are mentioned. Why they are not uh, counted among this, I don't know. And they're saying that these are these are the Gibayichayel, right? Now Pozuk Tes Vov in the um, in in Chemia. Umin Halavim Shemaya ben Chashu ben Azarikov and Chazoi ben Buni. So, again, you start off a similar type of positive, Yudalad of Divayomim. 
Shemaya ben Chashu ben Azriko ben Chasavio ben Murei Murori. It's added some names, got rid of some names, but still some of the names are the same, which I don't understand why we need to have the same names. We told a bit more in Divayomim that they came from Murori, and um, now we're told in, in again in, in Chemia, Veshabsai Yezovod ala Malocha hachitzoina. They're doing the outside work, the base alikim, meiwashay halavim. That is, the suggest that they were the people who were doing the. Now this is going to be a machlekas. It's one. We've got eleven o'clock, so we'll adjourn here.